When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and all of our great ESPN stations across the country. Monday Night Football last night, won by the Denver Broncos, 24-22. Enough of Josh Allen elite. Enough of Josh Allen top-tier quarterback. Yet again, through interceptions. Two of them last night. Six straight games with an INT. Also fumbled a handoff. Where, like, it never even went in James Cook's hands. Not that James Cook had a great game in terms of the fumbles. Fumbled on the first play of the game. Also fumbled late. Recovered his own fumble because somehow he knows how to play basketball with a football. (laughs) Which is just unbelievable. (laughs) Bouncing the ball off of him. (laughs) Off the field to himself. As part of a six-play, 75-yard drive that gave the Bills the lead last night. That was their best drive of the night. They also didn't throw the ball on that drive. And then, as CC has pointed out, Buffalo inexplicably goes to a zero blitz on a third down. And Russ does what he's supposed to do, which is throw the ball deep in the middle of the field because there's no safety help there. They get called. Uh, Teron Johnson gets called for a pass interference, setting up what was a game-winning field goal. They missed the game-winning field goal, 41 yards out. 12 men on the field. They get another shot, 36-yarder. Denver wins. Yeah, three takeaways from last night's game. Number one, Josh Allen's not elite. Stop putting him in the same conversation with Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Jalen Hurts. He's not that dude. He might be a tier two quarterback. He damn sure ain't a tier one quarterback. Whoa, you think okay. he's out of tier one? He's out of tier one all the way together. I don't give a damn that he's on the cover of Madden. That don't matter. Second takeaway, Sean McDermott has now entered the chat or coaches on the hot seat in the second half of this season, and Buffalo needs to start thinking about what could be alternatives in order to bring him in there and get the best out of Josh Allen. It's clear that Sean McDermott ain't the coach for Josh Allen. He ain't the coach for this team. There's entirely too much going wrong for a team that has that kind of potential, even with the injuries that they're having on the defensive side of the ball. And Smalls, here's my third takeaway. The championship window with this current core players on the Buffalo Bills, it's closed. All of this, all of those conclusions from last night's game, it became painfully obvious that the Bills are pretenders, not contenders. There are five five win teams in the AFC, and I got more confidence in the other four than I do Buffalo. That's where I'm at with the Buffalo Bills. That's a lot to unpack. That's a lot there, CeCe. Um, I guess I want to drill in for a second on Josh Allen because earlier in the season, I said that the Buffalo Bills were the biggest question mark in the NFL. And and they kind of still are, but I think even more than that, I think Josh Allen might be the biggest enigma in the NFL. Because I still think, even despite the mistakes, he can be a Tier 1 guy. Or maybe he's got the talent to be a Tier 1 guy. Just like we he was last year. He's got the arm strength. We know about the running. He is a guy that can make that big play for you. He can also be the reason why you lose a big yeah. game. And I guess I just keep going back to the entire body of work and what I've seen from Josh Allen. And I go back to the playoffs, what was it, two years ago? That matchup versus Kansas City, that shootout. It was one of those instant classic games. I thought only in that moment could Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs be the team to beat the Buffalo Bills? And I firmly believe, and I know it's a hypothetical, you can never prove it, but 
had the Bills won that game, I think they could have won the Super Bowl or mm-hmm. should have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And therefore, I look at Josh Allen as a quarterback that you can win a Super Bowl with. But this version of what we're seeing from him right now is not that guy. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. He's won a playoff game in each of the last three postseasons. But over the last three years, you're also talking about him having more multi-turnover games than any quarterback in football. Since he's coming to the league in 2018, he has the most games of any quarterback with three-plus turnovers. He's got ten of them. I mean, think about it. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, guys of that ilk. None of them have more multi-turnover games, more three-plus turnover games than Josh Allen. This guy is giving away the football like it's going out of style. And something about that has to change because the ball is the issue. And my biggest point is this. You're not getting rid of Josh Allen because the talent is there. Like Small says, we can't unsee it, right? He's the second fastest quarterback to 200 total touchdowns. Only Pat Mahomes has done it in fewer games. Like That's the talent that we're talking about. But you need the right people in that building to harness that talent, to limit the turnover-worthy plays. And it's painfully obvious now that Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey and everybody else on that coaching staff – They ain't the ones to get it done, which is why the Pagulas and Brandon Bean have to consider firing a head coach that they just gave a contract extension to this past offseason. You know, a lot of times in sports when we talk about talent, we code it as guy hasn't done enough yet. That's kind of the way we look at it. We talk about players in sports, they're so talented. We don't actually talk about Mahomes being so talented. We just say he's great. He's so accomplished. He may be one of the greatest ever. Rodgers was a guy that we, you said was so talented forever, but he never got over the hump in terms of winning more. We always thought there was more to be had with Aaron Rodgers. We would say he's the greatest thrower of the football. Yeah, it's coded. It just means you haven't done enough with your talent. Calling someone talented, I actually have always found to be an insult because it just means you could do more. We look, Mike Trout, so insanely talented. He's never won. Yeah, we can't put Aaron Rodgers in that conversation. Though. Well, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron won, Rodgers won, a, he's won a Super Bowl, and he won it as a wild card team, which means he went on the road for all of them. Yeah. You're a Hall of Famer. If you got a quarterback that can do that, that that's a Hall of Fame guy. Well, I'm not arguing Go, that. Going on the road and winning all of your playoff games and a Super Bowl, very hard to do. I guess at least so can don't, I – don't put Rodgers in that. All I'm saying is I say that to say let's not put Rodgers in that conversation. Can I try to decode what you're saying, at least the way I'm interpreting it? Yeah is that you're looking at guys that we feel like haven't maximized their potential. Correct. And even though Aaron Rodgers has, from a team standpoint, from a winning standpoint, Agreed. we always felt like there was more there, Absolutely right? correct. Absolutely correct. So when we look at Josh Allen and we're looking, is he a top 10 guy? Is he a tier one guy? If we're going to look at Patrick Mahomes as the captain of that tier, right? If Joe Burrow's on that list and Jalen Hurts. Now, yeah. I, I've been wanting Trevor Lawrence to be on there. He hasn't done he it yet this yet. year. This year, okay. So if that's tier one, tier two is who? Who's next? Because I, I tell you right now, there are guys in this league that many of them that I would take over Josh Allen. I would take Aaron Rodgers, obviously, when healthy over Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. He's at 40? At 40. Off of an Achilles. Because okay. I, while I, I don't think either of them are going to lead me to extreme team success like winning a Super Bowl, I think Rodgers will turn the ball over way less. Okay. Way less. Does the way that he galvanized the New York Jets have any sort of – Weight in that conversation? No, okay. not at, not even We're talking in the slightest. Just straight talent. Okay. I just he doesn't give the other team the ball. Okay, right? Tua, debatable. So hold on, your tier one guys is Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. I'm saying okay. of guys G- around me your, the league. Give me, give me the guys that you Mahomes. would take in tier two. Well, we already said Mahomes, right. Burrow, and and Hurts are tier one. Right. So who are the next guys in that tier? So guys in that tier, I would take in tier over. two. Yep. Yeah. Rodgers. Okay. Lamar. Okay. Purdy. Wow. Oh, wow. He's high oh, on the that's list. That's high. Yep. Dak. Okay. Herbert. 
Stroud. So those are you can you, you can put them in tier threes if you want in a third tier. I'm yeah. just saying these are CC and Smalls, all people that if I had a good team, I'd want these guys over Josh Allen. I just don't want I don't want a quarterback who's going to give the other yeah. team the ball as much as he does. I understand. I can't. I cannot, in good conscience, pick Brock Purdy over Josh Allen. Hell no! You can't make that pick. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch ain't going to do that. No way. You, wait, wait, you think? Oh, serious question. You think the Niners would be better if they had Josh Allen? I, I think there's no world that exists in which the Niners wouldn't take Josh Allen over Brock Purdy. I don't think if they'd all, be better. If all things are equal, there's no world. I don't think no they'd world. be better. I really don't think they'd be better. Okay. So, I, so I, you're saying— they, they, they told you we got to get better than this, though. They told you when they drafted Trey Lance after Jimmy Garoppolo took him to the Super Bowl that we want a more talented quarterback. Yeah. There is no debate— whether or not Josh Allen is more talented than Brock Purdy. I'm not debating no that. No debate. No, I'm not debating that. What I'm okay. saying is I look at Brock Purdy, and I think in the biggest of moments, my team will have the ball, not the other team. I believe that Josh Allen in the biggest of moments. In the biggest of moments, I mean, if the game is tied or you're trailing, Brock Purdy ain't been great either. He ain't covering himself in glory. The only time, the only time Brock Purdy and the 49ers win is when they blow somebody out. If it's a close game, they're going to be on the losing side. So I, 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 I don't see the evidence in terms of what we're seeing on the field beyond Brock Purdy just not turning the ball over. That's what I want. Okay. That's literally what I want. Like, I want Chad Pennington over a Josh Allen type. I want the guy who will not give the ball to the other team. Where do you have him? Where do you have Josh Allen right now? Well, Josh Allen is in that next tier, but he's not the certainly he's not the first quarterback in that next tier. I mean, I've got Lamar, I've got T Law, I'd probably put Herbert and CJ Stroud ahead of Josh Allen right now. So he's probably at the bottom of tier two. So closer to three than he would so, be. Yeah, one. he's closer to Dak Prescott than he is Pat Mahomes. And I have Dak Prescott as a top ten quarterback, but right at the top of tier three. Like Herbert, I mean not Herbert, Allen and Dak Prescott are right there. They're neck and neck to me. Like, to me, those guys are right there. That seems fair. They're right there. Like, and, and I'm not saying – and here's the crazy thing. I think they're both quarterbacks that you can win a championship. But you have to have the right set of circumstances. You have to have everything ideal. And those other quarterbacks that are in front of those dudes, things don't have to be perfect in order for them to have success. Yeah, both of them, Dak and Josh Allen, have one fatal flaw, and it's the turnovers. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a great point. You know that's I mean? why they're connected, yeah. right? That's why they're connected. You, go ahead, Small. I was just going to say, but outside of that, you think that you can win with them, and they've proven that they can get you to the playoffs, and then both of them can step up and make big plays in that moment. But I just don't know if either one of them is ever going to be able to overcome that, and that's kind of a sports tragedy. That you that you could be on a team, you could have all the talent, you could have personally the talent to get it done, but you could be the reason why your team doesn't get there. You always say it. What happens if that guy is on the Cowboys and we treat him like a Cowboy with the attention? Imagine Josh Allen on the Cowboys. <laughs> Think about that. You always say that, Smalls. If I flip those two, the attention that Josh Allen would have is every day like today. Mike, Mike McCarthy would have been fired last year. Yeah. <laughs> Dari in Buffalo watching on ESPN2. What's up, Dari? Hi. Um, first of all, I want to tell you I love your show, and I agree with everything you're saying. Yes, coaching is definitely an issue, but from a fan's perspective and, and just an adult perspective, Josh Allen is, is not the leader of the team. He is on the sidelines with his hands on his head, his hands on his cheek. He's, he's sitting there. He's defeated. This was last week. This is this week. And it, it concerns me that the players, his teammates, have to always pump him up. 
They're always coaching him. They're always trying to come on, get in there, and, and go get it done. And, and that's what I think is missing. You don't see that with the other quarterbacks in the league. They're usually pumping up their guys or they're making up for their mistakes or it's on me. Josh Allen's got the deer in the headlights. Oh, my goodness. And then even in postgame, his attitude, he's completely defeated. And he looks like half of the time, and I love the guy, but he looks like he's going to cry. I, I, I mean, they've got to do something about his attitude and, and, and pull it all together. Otherwise, I just don't feel like he's the leader. I don't know who the leader of that team is. Yeah, it's an interesting point. It's why I keep saying that I believe that Josh Allen needs a boss, not a peer. Some, co- some quarterbacks and coaching relationships should be pe- – like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes feel like they're peers. They're equals. They're doing this together. I don't think Josh Allen can do it together with Sean McDermott anymore. I think he needs somebody like Harbaugh who's clearly his boss. Yeah, and what Dari was talking about, it just took me back to the first week of the regular season, that Monday night game against the New York Jets. And Steph Diggs is on the sideline yep. trying to make sure that Josh stays in it after he's turned the ball over four times. Yeah. And what happens when they get the ball in overtime? They go three and out, punt the ball. Xavier Gibson houses it for a touchdown. Game over. Like, it's one of those situations where you're looking for your quarterback to display those leadership intangibles when things aren't going right, to be able to be a catalyst to change the momentum in the game. And Josh Allen, even though he has the ability, even though he has the potential, it never really happens. And that's a part of what's amiss in Buffalo. And they got to get the right people in the building that can instill that level of confidence where Josh Allen can not only trust what he's doing, but he could also trust in the ability to be a force multiplier in and have those actual intangibles that you need a quarterback to have in order for your team to have success. Is Josh Allen still a top five, top ten quarterback in the NFL? We will get to that coming up. But first, CeCe has this from Granger. Oh, yes, for the ones who get it done, like Sean Payton and Russell Wilson on Monday night, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, I'm Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Jeff Saturday joins us. What's up? Former NFL player, coach, and now that is an outstanding shirt, by the way. Jeff now Saturday. an outstanding shirt. That is an shirt. outstanding tie is great shirt. Too. That is it. a nice shirt. <laughs> shirt, shirt tie. That's what I'm talking about. Shirt tie. You know, all right. If you're gonna go there, I'm making sure you they pay the guys. I see you, you know? Jeff yeah. Saturday. All right, so here we go. Thank you for walking me into this. So one of my friends, since we started this show, what two months ago, whatever mm-hmm. it was, one of my friends said to me, and he's a big Colts fan. He said, boy, you know, one thing I've noticed about the show with you guys. I said, what's that? He goes, Jeff Saturday's really a handsome guy. <laughs> I'm Respect. like, anything else you notice about Respect. our show? <laughs> but, I like it. Yeah. He's like Prince. You can't look directly into his eyes. He's a very handsome guy. Exactly. He's a very handsome guy. He draws you in. Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. Like, All right, Jeff. Stop. You. You know, All right, let's get ugly then. Finish, finish this sentence. Okay. Josh Allen is... Ooh, playing poor football right now. Mm. That's that's for sure. It's it is a uh, as good as you know. Here, here's the here's the 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 million dollar question. When you have a quarterback who's as good as Josh Allen playing the way he is, is you're not going to be in the position you are as a football team without Josh Allen. But you are in the position you are now with a record because of the turnovers that he is having in games. And it's it's a very difficult situation because when your best guy is part of the problem, um, it's tough to overcome those. He has got to protect the football. Like, it doesn't matter how good you are, how many points you produce, all the protection of the football, especially when your defense is beat up as it is. And not, not only were they beat up like long-term injuries, but they had five starters that weren't playing yesterday as well. It just can't happen. And he continues to do it. And last night, man, I'll say it, two games. Cincinnati can't lose to the Texans. Buffalo can't lose last night to the Broncos. Like it's, it's, a not, it's, it's, a no, it's a non-starter. Like as, a, mm. as a football team, you walk in going, this is, a, this is a win for us because this is, has huge playoff implications. Where we are as a football team matters right now. And, and you know, both teams didn't get it done, and it, it puts them in bad positions. Yeah, I mean, listen, they've got the fourth toughest remaining schedule yes. of any team in football, and it feels like this franchise is hustling backwards. They've lost four of the last six, and you can make an argument that they should have lost all six. That's Could have right. easily lost against Tampa. Could have easily lost against the New York Giants. So Absolutely. I, I guess I look at this situation with Josh. Six straight games with a pick. 14 turnovers in 10 games this season. Golly. Is, is he playing his head coach, Sean McDermott, out of a job? He could. I mean, and, and that's, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know he is – you're riding with him, and he is costing you significant opportunities to make these wins. And that's, that, that can't be a position that McDermott likes himself in. Now, I will say this. I mean, every time we talk about you know, our coaches, McDermott's a good football coach, and, and he is going to – I don't like him as a defensive coordinator and a head coach. I think they need to get a coordinator. Like the zero blitz last night, like that's on you. Like, no, sir. <laughs> I said, like, I said no, the sir, same bro. Thing, no, like, sir, bro. No, it. sir. Like, like, no reason. I get aggressive. And I get, you know, the, the, again, and this is where this has always been a, a difficult thing. When you're talking about running the organization, you can't have a penalty for 12 men on the field when a, with, with, a, with a clock running down and you're on field goal block. 
right? Like, like those are things that coaches are counting players running on and off, whatever. But again, if you're if you're in in in, in full control of the defense, that's on you, right? Like, like you, Jeff. Were, Jeff and here's the thing that that's more, even more of a head scratcher. They did the same thing at the end of the first half. Yeah. The Denver Broncos did the same thing at the You knew they had no timeouts. Right. What did you think they were trying to do? That's right. That's right. It, it doesn't make any sense. So there, there are coaching issues to, to, to compound the issues of Josh Allen and – um and, and really the entire you know bills and the, and the, part, the problem is like they ran the ball as well as they've run it mm-hmm. like there's some things that are going good for them uh but last night man you can't that ain't the one that ain't the one that Je- that Josh Allen can have that game just can't happen well Jeff let's talk about the team that won in the Denver Broncos past four games they barely lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead 19 to 6 could have yep. won that game a lot of people think should have won that game right. they beat the Packers they beat the Chiefs now they beat the Bills in Buffalo the defense has had a great turnaround this season where are you at with Sean Payton Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos Yeah kind of what I said right whenever I was talking about fire Sean Payton or get rid of Russ is, is and we had this conversation on this they're going to get better and and Sean Payton has been around offenses long enough to know, okay, here's what he can do well, here's what I don't like, this is what we're going to be. And then defensively, uh, give them a ton of credit. They got, the, you know, the last three games, I think they're top five maybe in the NFL defensively. They played lights yep. out, turnovers, you know, they're making things happen on that side of the ball. The the throw, it, this is what, the throw that Wilson made for, on the touchdown, the first touchdown, you know, Lawson comes basically free. He, you know, buckles him and then gets out and rolls out to his left and throws a ball that that it makes an incredible catch on it as well. But those type of plays are what Sean Payton and Russell Wilson expected to have. It's going to take a long time. I told everybody, a new coordinator, a new player, it, it takes time. It takes time in the NFL to get these things together. They're finally starting to put it together. It is on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Jeff Saturday joining us, of course, ESPN NFL analyst. He's got Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. I want to go back to kind of a big-picture question about how these things are handled. So Sean McDermott last night benches James Cook for fumbling the football. I personally have no issue at all with the idea of a skill position player getting benched. I do have an issue with Josh Allen's your quarterback, though, who always right. turns the ball over. Right? Can you bench a quarterback like that for one series? No, no. So he's so there's nothing that no. can happen. No. These penalties, these, these turnovers just continue. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, first of all, I don't like the idea of James Cook getting benched after you know he gets the strip fumble in the first year to sit him down for three series, whatever. Right? But that's every coach has their own way of doing things. You know, you let that live. But from a, from a quarterback position. If you sit him and now he's sitting over there getting cold and your offense is but you only get, you know, literally you usually only get nine or ten tries at this thing. So if you're taking 10% of the game away or 20% of the game away from your quarterback because he made a mistake, now he's got to come back in and try to find the, the rhythm of the game. That's very difficult, difficult for a quarterback, right? So I don't think you can do that. And I'll take it even a step further. The worst thing that would happen is the backup comes in and lights it up. And now you're sitting there as a coach going, oh my, right? Like, so do I put my starter back in because my, my backup has moved the ball up and down the field or thrown a dime to some guy who's, who made a great play and scored a touchdown? Now you're going to sit him? So now you're creating controversy and chaos in your own locker room. 
and and you know positions are earned in practice, right? Like, and then they show up on the games. You don't see what really is happening in practice. We, none of us see, but I can assure you, they're trying to play the best eleven. And so, if Josh Allen's your best eleven or Cook's your, that's who you play um, until that's not the best eleven, and you make a move. Jeff, are the Cleveland Browns for real? I think they are for real. I, listen, I said this last week on first take. If Deshaun Watson stays healthy and gets back to fifty percent of what he was in Houston. This is a playoff team and a playoff team nobody wants to play in the playoffs, bro. Because you're so like one of the scariest teams absolutely. in the Absolutely. And when they get it going, this is a physical team. They are nasty up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage, which again, nobody talks about until December. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's yeah. like, wow, Philadelphia, man, they they can really run it. Or golly, they're they're really Yeah, they are. And guess what? <laughs> Cleveland, they're on both sides of the ball like that. Yeah. If they can get their QB to play fifty percent of what he was in Houston, man, don't nobody want to face them because they are for real and they can run it and their line can play proficient and they can get this thing going. Um and yeah, I, I do think they are real. I, the only issue for me is Watson and the way that Stefanski kind of had it's almost like he manages them. Yeah. When you watch the game, in my opinion, yeah, yeah. he manages them, right? That. It's not it's not like a, he's not just letting them go go do what he does. It's no. kind of like a management type thing. And again, he's been injured. There's I'm sure there's a million things going through their mind. But both, if that dude starts playing I, I, you know, I, that ain't who I want to draw. You know what I mean? That's not what I want to draw. Jeff, we're running out of time, but I got to get your impressions of C.J. Stroud. What are you seeing from him? Playing lights out, man. This kid is ice, ice in his veins. I mean, MVP? Quarter, MVP conversation? No, not for me. Okay. I, I, listen, I, I, first of all, a, a team that's, you know, not even in, not even a division leader, I'm, I'm out. Like, okay. I'm, I'm out of this. I, I think this is a – when you talk about an MVP and you got – Jalen Hurts, who's lost one game. You got, I mean, the Patrick Mahomes of the world. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, since San Fran boat raced him, has been the best quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, from a statistical, you know, and everybody's like, well, who they play, whatever. The dude's freaking throwing numbers. C.J. Stroud is an absolute stud. I'm not taking anything away from him. But but you got to be winning your division, winning the conference. It, it, it is a team award, I think, as well. It's okay. not just. Okay. Otherwise, if you're talking about the best player, Miles Garrett's the MVP. That- Hello. I mean, Hello. for real, dude. Like, Hello. If, you, if you just want to go, who's the Hello. best player? That's the dude, right? Yeah. Like that dude. You. Just, I just saw somebody put out a stat yesterday. Uh, he's the fastest get off in the NFL. Like. Think about that. At 275. That's a freight train. <laughs> At that's a freaking freight train, bro. It's Trent Williams. Oh, my gosh. Trent Williams is the best well, that, player. That's for you. But, listen, he gave Trent Williams all he wanted. That was a battle. Yeah, I, I'll pay money to go see that. I hope they both make it because I'll be front and center to watch that battle. They, them boys went at it. That was, a, that was an epic battle. So, I do. I, I think if you're talking about who's the best – player in the NFL right now, Miles Garrett is, but, but it'll never go that way. The handsome Jeff Saturday yes. will be seen on Get Up at 8 a.m. <laughs> Eastern on ESPN with Greeny. Thank you, Jeff. Coming up, does tanking actually work? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Tonight, NBA midseason tournament continues. One of the games we'll see Pacers and the Sixers. Sixers are 8-1 and one this season. Best team in the NBA record-wise. And we know about Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP. We now know more and more about Tyrese Maxey. He dropped 50 the other night and has been phenomenal so far this season. And Tim McMahon Hoop Collective podcast, available on the ESPN app and wherever you get your podcast with Brian Windhorst and Tim Bontemps, said something very interesting that opens up kind of a big-picture conversation about tanking in sports. They have found a bona fide co-star to to go with Joel Embiid. And it's funny, after all the process, after Ben Simmons, number one overall pick, Markel Foltz, uh, the trade for Harden, the co-star to go with Embiid is this dude who is a 21st overall pick and just kind of, you know, just got better and better and better and is breaking out just as it seemed like things were about to get really, really dicey in Philadelphia. What's interesting about that is we know for years the Sixers had this trust the process where they had all these lottery picks, and they tried to accumulate as many picks as possible, and many of them failed for them. Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Jaleel Okafor, Nerlens Noel, for them specifically. God. It's a lot of them. That Markel, Michael Carter-Williams. That, that Markel Fultz pick, though. Could have had Tatum. Tatum. Could have had Tatum. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I just Tatum. thought, well, and it's it worse. makes my Lakers feel bad too because we took Lonzo Ball, That's so true. we didn't cover ourselves in glory. But you could have had Tatum, dog. Could have had Tatum. It's Oof. even worse because Danny Ainge, when he was at the Celtics, basically said, "I would take the guy at one, then I'm going to take at three. So if you want to take these other two guys ahead of him and give me an extra pick for it, I'm good." And they took Jason Tatum. So now they finally find the co-star for Embiid, and it kind of brings into question the idea of tanking. Does tanking in sports work? All sports all across the board. Do we look at it? Because if Maxie's the guy, he was the 21st pick in the draft. He was their pick anyway, right? That's where they finished to pair with the star. We talk about in the NFL, CC Giants, my Pats, hey, you're better off losing than you are winning. Get closer to the top. Get a chance at a quarterback. Quarterbacks can be found anywhere, right? I mean, there are more of them at the top of the draft, obviously. Yes. Well, yes, what? Yes, there are more at the top of the draft. Right, but I mean, <laughs> Mahomes was not a one or a two pick. He was a first rounder, but sure. not first or second, right? I got you. So... Jalen Hurts, not a first-rounder. Does it work? Does tanking work? All it, across absolutely, the it absolutely works. It absolutely works. You're bringing out the Tyrese Maxey situation with the Sixers, but the reason why there's another star there to pair him with is because by virtue of the process, you were able to get an MVP in Joel Embiid. Ask the San Antonio Spurs, one of the franchises that are viewed to be one of the most functional teams across all of sports, they, they've had the, the, the benefit of having the number one overall pick three times when it comes to a big man. They got David Robinson. One year, David Robinson got hurt. They chose to be bad. They got Tim Duncan that year after they were bad. 
They were bad the last three years. They ended up getting Victor Webinyama for their troubles. Tanking absolutely works, even in the NFL. You think it didn't behoove the Indianapolis Colts to be awful in the 1997 season so they can get Peyton Manning in 1998? Or how about in 2011 when Peyton Manning had the neck injury to get Andrew Luck in 2012? I mean, 2012? Didn't it make sense? To be bad in those situations for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2020. It made sense to be bad because Trevor Lawrence was coming out in 2021. There are just Uh certain instances in sports where it makes sense to be bad based on where the franchise is at. Now, it's not carte blanche. It's not for every team anytime there's a generational talent. But sometimes you get things in perfect alignment smalls where it makes sense to be a race to the bottom in order to have a chance to get one of those transcendent generational talents yeah in theory it works right we can point to instances in every sport basically about losing to get the players that you want ultimately having success i mean look at theo epstein isn't he the poster boy for that yeah broke it down in boston and in chicago broke broke two generational curses and won two championships Mm. with tanking as the model hello but then you bring up an interesting one with the with philly had they made the right pick with their tanking it would have worked i think the the construct of tanking works, but you have to identify and draft the correct talent in order for it to be successful. Which is a great point because most of the time the person that tears it down is not also the person that builds it back up. Sam Hinkie's the one that teared it down, tore it down, excuse me, in Philly, but Daryl Morey is now, now they're connected from years ago, but he's now the one bringing it back up. Sure, that, yeah. That's why I say the only sport that it's almost, not a guarantee, but the closest to highest percentage of ultimate goal of winning it all is baseball. Because we've seen the Astros do it. We've seen the Cubs do it. We saw the Rangers do it. The Red Sox did it. The yeah. Red Sox did it for that one year, like a one-year kind of thing. It worked. But I think that baseball is the one more than any other sport. Because I agree with you. If I had a chance at Andrew Luck in 2012, I would do anything on my power to get him. He was a generational talent. Unfortunately, they ruined him, right? They did not know how to build him up and surround him with players, as you're saying, Smalls. So I think it does depend on who's doing it. But the sport that it works the most, I think, is baseball. More than football and more than basketball. Basketball is a lottery, and football, most of the time, if you look at the drafts that have one and two at the quarterback, almost all of them have a bust at either one or two. Almost every single time. If you look back historically. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals took Joe Burrow in 2020. They took Achilles. How'd that work out for them? I'm just saying, because that's the thing. One of those guys can change the fortunes of your team. Absolutely. The Bengals hadn't won won a playoff game in 30 years. That's three decades. They get Joe Burrow, and all of a sudden now, they're viewed as a team that's always in title contention. Joe Burrow said it, the window is my career. He's right. He's not wrong. <laughs> like That's the thing. So if you have the opportunity to get one of those guys, it makes a difference. Even to a lesser degree, the Carolina Panthers in 2011 when they got Cam Newton. Five years later, they're in the Super Bowl. That makes a difference. The guy won an MVP. It makes a difference. Sometimes it makes sense strategically to be bad in certain instances because that's the surest way to save the franchise for themselves. But to your point, Smalls, you got to have the right people in the building that identify the right person to get that done. Yeah, let's look even right now at the Panthers and the Texans, right? I know it's an incredibly small sample size, but – as of right now, C.J. Stroud looks like he's going to be a, a hands-down franchise quarterback that leads that Ooh. team to a lot of success. Ooh. Bryce Young, 
not so much. Now, again, bad bad situation for him. Maybe he can turn it around, but they had the opportunity to draft the Ooh. right guy. So you can put yourself in the position to draft the players that can ultimately turn things around by tanking, but you have to make sure it's the right guy. So, so the Carolina Panthers are not only going to assist one franchise in the Texans, but another franchise in the Bears to get their franchise quarterback. Yeah, Probably. but in back-to-back years. I'm at, that's a tough pill to swallow. But, how, that is how, a tough how can, pill to swallow. What can Bryce Young do to justify the opportunity cost? Because they took could have took Stroud. They didn't. They could have, in theory, if they had their own pick, drafted Caleb Williams and Drake May, and they won't have the opportunity. He's got to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> but if you Is think there any about other it, answer? But no. If, if you guys think about it, wrong. one of those two, May or Williams, based on historical logic, will be a bust. Yeah, it's a coin flip. I mean, it's think 50-50. about it. You had Goff and Wentz, right? That was 1-2 in a draft, if I'm bad. not mistaken. And Wentz ended up, now he had one great year, but Wentz ended up not being Luck the guy. Lucky RG3 was pretty good. Okay. I mean, well, RG3 got the career knocked out of him, but he won rookie of the year. Jameis and, and Mariota. Not good. Bad. Luck and RG3, as you mentioned. Yeah. Tim Couch, uh, Donovan McNabb. McNabb panned out, not Couch. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf, famously, as we know. Mm-hmm. You also had Drew Bledsoe, Rick Meyer. Rick Meyer did not pan out the way that Drew Bledsoe did. So that this is the point, is that what it does, what tanking does, is it gives you a much better shot at long-term success. But in, at least in terms of one-two quarterbacks, a lot of times... One of them is not only does he not work out, is a complete and utter bust as part of this. All right, coming up. I'm over it. But Usually first. is the second one, though, based on the examples that you said. Yeah, except for 99 was except, the one. Except for C.J. Stroud this year. Yeah. Right, and 99 was Couch and McNabb. But, okay, yeah, in general, you're yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Coming up, I'm over it. But first, CC has this from Vivid Seats. Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year? What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Another call yesterday from someone high ranking on the sales side. Said, boy, I love I'm over it with Pat. Oh, Literally, the person said to me, I thought I was going to be over I'm over it, but I'm in on it. 
Pat Costello. I don't know if you should tell Pat that, though. I was telling you guys. No, but you, but, I mean, I was obviously, just obviously you're you. telling Pat, too. I, I just feel like that will go to his head, mm-hmm. and we don't need him to have his ego more inflated than it already is. Pat, the floor is yours. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm over Chris Kent now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Buffalo Bills hype and anything or anyone who wants to hype them up, I'm completely over. They're somehow worse than the Cowboys and way more disappointing. Uh, completely over Josh Allen at this point. I don't know how many times you can disappoint us and uh, still want us to buy into you. That's an excellent point. So here's the question that I would have then off of this. Why are we surprised by this? Why are we coming in today like, wow, I can't believe the Bills in big moments made mistakes, turned the ball over. I can't believe they had two first-half interceptions and a fumble. I can't believe Josh Allen botched a handoff in the second half. Why are we surprised by that? I don't think we're surprised. I think we're just bummed out because it continues to be a trend. I mean, I picked it as my upside game of the week because I thought the Broncos were on a roll and that the Bills were playing mistake-prone football and that it was a disaster waiting to happen. You for weren't Buffalo. wrong. That was I, I'm surprised because it hadn't seemed to matter. I mean, think about it. There are only two teams that have more turnovers in the last three years than the Buffalo Bills. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chicago Bears. But during those last three years, the Buffalo Bills have owned the AFC East. Uh-huh. So the turnovers haven't mattered. So I'm surprised that the turnovers are actually starting to matter and that it's affecting what the ceiling on this version of this team is. And it's also affecting the championship window with this current core player. So I guess that's why I'm a little bit surprised. He had 23 turnovers in 19 games last year, 14 and 10 this year. So it seems like he's on the same pace, but the team is not on the same pace in terms of their overall record. By the way, I'm going to fight Smalls on one thing. Okay. You picked this as your upside brought to you by Upside, the app getting you cash back game of the week. With the ups- that was a fun game last night. Like I, that was you were right about that. So I don't think you could say you're wrong about that just because Josh Allen was stinky. That was a three point or two point game. That was a game winning field goal, the sixth game winning field goal game we saw in the NFL. And yes, stinky is the word that I use. I haven't heard that word. And yeah. in- you don't have kids. True, true. I don't. <laughs> I have a ten and a seven year old. Stinky is part. You have to find words for other words. It's kind- which works for the radio too. By the way, it is kind of what we saw at the Bills offense. Last yeah, night, stinky. Though. But you were right. That was a fun game. Now, Pat. Winter is so much better than summer, and oh. I'm completely over anyone who tries to convince me Here, otherwise. Cold is way better than hot. Winter foods are way better than summer foods. Winter clothes are way comfier and better than summer clothes. It's just entirely better. Okay, so I have a theory on this. My theory on it is it all depends on how you feel about yourself body-wise. So, like, if I'm in bad shape, winter's great. Hoodies, jackets, sweatshirts... I'm never in a good enough shape in my own head to just rock the T-shirt and shorts. So I kind of agree with Pat. I'm covering everything up. I think it's about whether you're a happy person or not. Vitamin Mm. D and sunshine equals smiles. It equals happiness. I like to walk outside and feel the sun on my skin. I love summer, but if you are a person that likes to hibernate, if you like soup like Pat, I guess, even though you could have a beautiful gazpacho in the summertime, who likes winter? Hold on. Both of you just called Pat out. Right, like I think both Evan and Michelle just called Pat out. I am calling and, Pat yeah. out. And no, but I'm. I think you're body shaming. <laughs> Did I just get body shamed. No, no, no I'm not that actually happened. I think that actually happened. I said your body shaming preference. myself, yeah. not Pat. Not Pat. actually. Actually, I'm gonna go with Pat Costello on this one. No, I'm gonna take winter. I mean, for 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 no other reason other than having football season. I don't have football in the summer. Training I got. Camp. I got. <laughs> do, do you really want to watch preseason football? Summer do, league. Do you really NBA. want to watch preseason football? You have football uh, do you I'm really want to watch preseason football? I'm just saying. I would rather have winter because that means I got Thanksgiving, 
which is overrated. the king overrated. the king of all holidays. Overrated. You have the gift giving of the holidays. You have the gift giving of the holidays. You got the Super Bowl in the wintertime. Like the, the the winter to me is where it's at. You know, oh, really? Is that why they have the Super Bowl played in warm weather destinations? Because winter is where it's at? Winter's where you know it's what? I'm back in on just, summer. Just by virtue of the way the calendar falls. We got football <laughs> in the winter. We don't have football in the summer. All right, check, you back, know um, check back with me when How you guys does, have to walk to, to the office. When it's that first snowstorm oh, through there, yeah, ch- uh, let me know how We've you feel about to. winter. It's been, no. it's been no, kind but when of it's rainy. snowing yeah. and no, it's dangerous and treacherous over there, yeah. You Check know back what? With I'm me. in with Smalls on this. Summer's but now, fun. as a result, who doesn't body- like Thanksgiving? Now, hold on, time out. Who doesn't like that? Why do you not like Thanksgiving? It's overrated. Why? How? You got, food, you got food, you got football, you got family, no pressure with gift giving. How is Thanksgiving overrated? The menu. You must not have pe- the right people cooking for y'all because Thanksgiving is not overrated. I'm telling you. My the, wife is The right people or yeah, the white what did people? You say? We, <laughs> huh? I think we, well, you know what, I'll you leave it. You said what? <laughs> I'm going to leave it. A little uh, so, Freudian slip so there. Our, our Christmas menu as Italians is far superior to the turkey, the potatoes, the stuffing of Thanksgiving, I think. I agree. I agree. I, I could imagine what your Christmas is like. It's outstanding. And, and you would tell me that, and I'd want to be there more so than I'd want to be eating the turkey. And I like turkey. But and my wife is an unbelievable cook. She had a baking business for years. She's amazing at this. But I think the food that is the traditional food that you quote unquote have to serve is not that fun. It's just not as fun as other holidays. You don't have to serve turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but then it becomes a whole it's thing. One of the whole points. Of no, it, yeah. well, no, I don't it's think kind of the, ma- the mascot. The fa- I, mean, listen, I, would, we, I would say turkey's the face of the franchise. Well, we, when it we, comes have, to we have we have duck. It's Josh I think Allen duck is a, turning the ball over. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's that is it. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. <laughs> he's the turkey on the he's table. The tur- <laughs> he's the turkey. No doubt. It's like you're going to eat it. No doubt. You're going to eat it because you don't have other options. Yeah. And you may actually like some of the other stuff around it. But if you could order a pizza, you'd rather order a pizza. And sometimes it's good, but it has to have a lot of other stuff uh, around it. Y'all are wild for that one. Y'all are He's wild with this take. Okay. What else, Pat? Uh, people who base their whole day around the horoscope just eat a fortune cookie and shut up. You're not that interesting. <laughs> like, I don't, it drives me crazy that people put so much stock I, into the horoscope. I, I'll tell you, Pat, I'm on board with this. When, like, somebody asks your birthday and they're like, oh, you're a what? I don't know what I am. Oh, I love a horoscope and astrology signs. Does that surprise you guys? So because of the fact that my birthday is when it is, you believe you know more about me as a result? I bet if we looked up the traits of your sign, they are in alignment with your personality. What's your sign? I, I, have, I literally don't know. When's your birthday? The same time as your birthday. August. Yeah. Which, what, 17th? No, 29th. 29th. All right. I think you might be on the cusp of aren't a Leo. you? Aren't we like three days apart? Four days? No, no, apart? No, Leo was early oh. August. Yeah. Leo was early. See, August. I don't know. I agree with Pat. If I get a good fortune, you're cookie, a Virgo, the same as Beyonce. Congratulations. Yeah, because a lot of people have compared Beyonce. <laughs> that should prove Pat's point. You just compared me to Beyonce. Give me a. Br- I'm more Solange than I am Beyonce. Y'all have the worst take on Thanksgiving ever. I still can't get past that. Oh, Virgo is humble, industrious, practical. I don't know about that. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.